咱今日嚟思想，咱最近讲嘅思想 ，Invisible God and Invisible Hands。We will continue with our series, Invisible God and Invisible Hands. Esther chapter six. Today we will be tackling Esther chapter six. This is during the by a message part two. And this is the second part of the message last week. It is 上帝合理 And it is about God's providence. You now hear this message. Number one, listen to it. If you were not able to hear the first message, I would like to explain to you simply what the meaning of this topic is. So, a 上帝护理是代表上帝用伊个性格、用伊个智慧、用伊个权能保护上帝所创造的万物，并且管理一切动作。God's providence is Him using His holiness, wisdom, power to protect everything He has created and to rule over all their actions. And God's providence reaches all places in the world. And it reaches each and every person. And it reaches everything that everyone does. And so we say that in the Bible there is no such thing as coincidence. Because everything is under the control of God. In the Bible, which is that in the Hebrew, so it will be Sabbath. In Hebrews chapter one, verse three, it says, "Shong de yong ye yin yao so hua de gang hui si shong de ben te jin shong yong ye guan ling yin ming ling tok diao man wu." The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being, sustaining all things by His powerful word. Shongde sustaining all things by His powerful word. That is Shongde a providence, Shongde holy. And God sustaining all things by His powerful word refers to God's providence. Yesu tapki de go de lakju a zhong dem zhe shi gong ji hang dai ji. And this is the main point in Esther chapters five and six. Shige kong mu de ge Shongde, an invisible God, yong yi kong mu de ge chiu, using His Invisible hands to protect God's people. And these two chapters talk about four things: a banquet and a pole. And this is chapter five. And in chapter six, there are two other things: a sleepless night and a misunderstanding. These four things. And this allowed the Jews to have a turning point in their crisis of getting annihilated. Last week we saw chapter five. And today we will be discussing chapter six. First five verses. Talk about a sleepless night. It is King Xerxes who was not able to sleep that night. Verses six to fourteen. This 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 It was because God's providence was in their midst. Let me explain. First, a sleepless night. The king was not able to sleep. And in verses, in chapter six, verse one. That night, the king could not sleep, so he ordered the book of the chronicles, the record of his reign, to be brought in and read to him. That night. 
that night, 是倒一暗啊。In which night was it? 就是第二朝王后请伊食暗暝迄顿啦。It was that night after the banquet organized by the queen. 伊食饱咯，饮饱咯。Ate, he was full. He was already satisfied with the drinks. 应该是最好困的啦。And he, it should have been easy for him to sleep. 因为他休息咯。Because it was time to rest. 但是黑暗伊困未落去。But then that night he was not able to sleep. And it was God who disabled him from sleeping. So if you have sleepless nights, you should not get angry. It may be that God has His purpose allowing you to lose your sleep. Because if he would have slept, in the morning Mordecai would have already died. And if Mordecai has already died, then the Jews would have been annihilated. Already. But then I ask you a question. If you are not able to sleep, what is it that you do? I believe that different people have different ways of coping with it. Some people count sheep, and the more they count, the more they are awakened. Or some other people watch the television. Or sometimes some people watch the iPad. Or some people read books. And some people read the Bible. Because we heard that after you read the Bible, you fall asleep immediately. And some pe- other people or different people have different ways of coping. And this king was very special. He asked someone to bring in the book of the Chronicles and read it to him. And this is something strange. Is there anyone who is not able to sleep who goes for reading of the book of the Chronicles? Imagine if I cannot sleep. I will not read the minutes of the church council meetings from long ago. For me, it's meaningless. It's not interesting. But then it was strange. The king decided that he wanted to read the book of the Chronicles, the history of his reign. And God did not allow him to sleep. And so he asked someone to read the book of the Chronicles. And then the result was, if you look at verse 2, it was found recorded there that Mordecai had exposed Bigthena and Tiresh, two of the king's officers who guarded the doorway, who had conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. This time, it was already the 12th year when the king was reigning as king. And the records that he was looking at refer to the time when he was he was just on seat on the seventh year. Seven years. So this And so the gap was five years. And this was something that happened five years ago, and that night it was revived. And is it a coincidence? And the king has been king for twelve years already. I believe that in the twelve years there have been a lot of things that would have happened. Why is it that this? This matter was immediately mentioned. 
Was it a coincidence that they turned to that page? Or was this matter recorded in the first page or the first line? Or is it something that the person who was reading uh, intentionally read out? We totally do not know about this. But then the things that have been forgotten after five years, it was restored. It was once again mentioned. Your church. If you, do you think that this is such a coincidence? If we are believers, we will believe one thing that all things would happen in the time of the Lord. Because that is what is recorded in the Bible. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Everything happens according to God's time. In verses 2 to 8 I will no longer read it to you but you read it when you get home it talks about 28 things each and every thing happened according to God's appointed time and there is a time to be born a time to die a time to kill and a time to heal a time to weep and a time to laugh a time to be silent and a time to speak a time to wage war and a time for peace and these are just examples you can add on a lot of other things there is a time to forget a time to remember and a time to reward a time to punish and all things as they happen these are not coincidences and so there is a conclusion and God created all things according to his appointed time and we have to believe all that have happened to you have happened according to God's appointed time. And I will share with you one testimony. It is possible that many of you have not heard this testimony. When CBCP decided to depart from Talayan to expand outside, we went to different places. There was one day I got a phone call there was an agent who called me he said that he has a lot that he wants to show me at first the question that I asked was I asked how much is the price of this lot how much is the rate per square meter and he gave me a price and I discussed I, I immediately told him sorry our budget Sorry, it's over our budget. Because we really cannot afford to buy this piece of lot. But then we know that people who want to earn money are very diligent. They are persistent and try to approach me through different channels. I don't know how, I do not know how, but he got the mobile number of Boksunyo. And then Boksunyo approached me. 
and said, "Do you want to see this lot?" Have you not seen this lot? And then I said, "It's over our budget." And then she said, "Go and look at it." I said, "Okay, okay." Sometimes women are insistent and so we just give in. Said, okay, okay, let's go look at it on Saturday. And then the appointment was set for a Saturday afternoon ocular visit. And it was very amazing. During that week, there was a deacon who called me up and said, who do you know? Behind the lion, there is a lot in Roosevelt that is for sale. Before, it was not for sale. And then suddenly, he mentioned that it was for sale. And it was 4,000 or 5,000 square meters in size. I said, it's already very big. And then he said, it's okay. In the church, there's a family who wants to split it, split it with us. And he said that they will buy half of it. And the price is not bad. Do you want to go look at it? And I was thinking it was near Talayan. So the people uh, that are attending in Talayan would um, it would be convenient for them to go there. And so I asked some of the church leaders to go and look at the slot. After we looked at it, we had some satisfaction. And so we told this agent. Okay. Let's continue transacting. So again, and because of this, I told Boksunyo, let us cancel the meeting on Saturday. I said we will no longer go because we need not go anymore. And so we canceled it. But then on Saturday, I received another phone call. The family who wanted to split this slot with us called sorry, me sorry, and said, sorry, Boksu. The board meeting, we had a board meeting and they did not agree. And they have decided that they will not buy it yet. And if they will not purchase the piece of lot, then we also do not, we also cannot afford to, pee, to buy the piece of lot. Okay, okay, okay no problem, no problem. And then I said, okay, no problem. And uh, it's gone. Sunday. But thank God. Uh, on Sunday, I went, to, I went to a church and I preached after I preached there was a couple who approached me and said is CBCP looking for a piece of lot I said yes and we are planning to depart from the lion and expand and he said have you looked at the lot uh, beside, uh, behind ABS-CBN I said yes but then it's very expensive and uh, it is over our budget and then he asked me a question have you gone to see this lot with an agent I said no not yet he said good because this piece of lot uh, belongs to me if uh, you have already transacted with the agent then Cannot, we will have to uh, be hands off on that because this is a matter of ethics but then if you have not talked to the agent okay. yet we can transact 
directly. Do you want to go look at it? He said the price will be determined after you go for an ocular visit. And so I called their elder Alex. And I called him up. I said, Monday, let's go look at this land, this piece of lot. And we looked at this piece of land. And it was uh, indeed something that we desired. And so I directly transacted with a couple. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. And God's time is beyond your comprehension. And so may God help us. History is the story of God. It is something controlled by God. I ask you, I let me try to let you understand this. In your life, no matter what happened, whether it be good or seemingly bad, just believe that it is under the reign of God. It is something that has happened within God's timetable. And if, I, if we look at verse 3, what honor and recognition has Mordecai received for this? The king asked. Nothing has been done for him, his attendants answered. When the king heard about this mat, this very important matter that has happened five years ago, he said that this is such great honor that Mordecai has done. This is such great contribution. And have we given him any honor or recognition? He saved my life. And at least we have to give him a crown of glory. And the answer was unexpected. They and they said that nothing has been done for him. And how can this be possible? And then at this moment, King Xerxes was not that pleased anymore. This person saved my life. And I forgot to reward him. Imagine. Imagine. imagine imagine. If outside you encounter a car accident, and you are in the inside the car. And then suddenly a stranger passes by. And brought you to the hospital. It is possible that after doing this good work, this person has departed. But then in your entire lifetime, you will remember about this matter. And you will always think, who is this person? I need to reward this person. Isn't it so? Around 20 years ago, around 2 to 3 a.m. in the morning, I received a phone call. There was a sister who called me up and said, Boksu, can you come to my house? It seems that there's a problem with my younger brother. And so I drove to her house. And then I will simplify the story. We um, brought him to the hospital. It was just that simple. But do you know, because this matter has happened within the ten past 10 years, even if I am no longer serving in that church and I am already serving in CBCP, in the past 20 years, every Christmas, they would give me a gift. 
It's not a big gift, but it's a box of fruits. Or a simple gift, they would send it over until he departed from this world. Why? Because she always remembers about this thing. It was just this simple. But King Xerxes forgot about this and it couldn't be. There is one reason or explanation and it is, what, it is that God allowed him to forget. King, the king has forgotten and the people beside the king also forgot. It was because the time has not yet come. In Genesis, there is such a matter that has happened. Joseph explained or interpreted the dream for two people. was the cupbearer, the other one was the baker. The baker was uh, killed and then was beheaded and then the other person, the cupbearer, was released. So Joseph so Joseph told the cupbearer, If you get released from prison, you have to remember me. And you have to save me from prison. Yes, the yes, no problem. Said, yes, yes, sure, no problem. And the result was, in the Bible it says that he forgot about Joseph for two years. And they, he forgot about Joseph for two years. After two years. And after two years, Pharaoh had two dreams and nobody can interpret the dreams. And then the cupbearer remembered that there was a young person who can interpret dreams. And they asked Joseph to come. And then now Joseph was um, promoted to being prime minister. And he was forgotten for two years. Why is that? Because God's time has not yet come. Think about it. Now, two years before, if two years before, Joseph, he was uh, he remembered about Joseph. Joseph and Joseph was already released from after two years. After two years, Joseph Where is Joseph? It should have been that he would have ran away. He would not have uh, gone outside of Egypt. He would have gone home to his father. Or if he's angry at his brothers, he would have gone to another place. But it is not now. It's not that we can search for people through the internet. Or we go to Facebook. And you will never find him. And God deemed that the time has not yet come. And he was, uh, he was allowed to stay in prison for two years. And this is God's providence. And then suddenly, if you look at verses 4 and 5, the king said, who is in the court? Now Haman had just entered the outer court of the palace to speak to the king about impaling Mordecai on the pole he had set up for him. And when God, when the king was deciding or thinking about how to handle this matter, suddenly there was a person who was in the outer court. And it was too early. Who will come? And it was Haman who came. And it turns out that that night there were two people who had sleepless nights. The king was not able to sleep. And Haman likewise couldn't fall asleep. 
so in the morning, early morning, he was already awake. Why is it that he cannot sleep? Because he had a plan. He built a 23-meter pole. He wanted to hang him and... Um, him on it, Mordecai on it. Mordecai. So he's not excited. Oh, and so inside excited. of his heart, he was very excited. And he couldn't sleep. Just like when we were kids. If we have an outing tomorrow, at night we cannot sleep. Because we are so excited. And so early morning, he went to see the king. May the Lord help us. It shouldn't be this way. At night, uh, you shouldn't think of bad things anymore. You have to just sleep. In Psalm, it says, Tremble and do not sin when you are on your bed. Search your hearts and be silent. And this is a great reminder given to us in the Bible. The bed is a place for rest. And the bed is not a place for sinning. And you have to rest well. But during this time, Haman entered. And this is the time when uh, the good faced with the, was faced with the bad. Because the king wanted to reward Mordecai. Haman, on the other hand, wanted to kill Mordecai. And this is the fight between the good and the bad. And who won? And who won? In verses 6 to 14, there was a misunderstanding. If you look at verse 6, when Haman entered, the king asked him, what should be done for the man the king delights to honor? Now Haman thought to himself, who is there that the king would rather honor than me? When the king did not know how to reward Mordecai, uh, suddenly Haman entered, and the time was exactly right. And if people would want to harm other people, they're also very diligent. And so may the Lord help us. And he was diligent for what are we diligent for? Is it for harming people or, serve or uh, saving people? But before Haman spoke, if he spoke first, then it would have been difficult. But before he even spoke, the king asked him, Haman, Haman. he said, Haman, Haman, what should be done for the man the king delights to honor? And you look at Haman, misunderstanding. he had a misunderstanding. He thought, who is there that the king would rather honor than me? So he was thinking that it should have been him. And this person was very arrogant, self-conceited. Because in his heart, the entire nation, I am number two. I am the person who is most honored by the king. And before I have mentioned, that uh, arrogant people have a reason for being arrogant. If you are very beautiful, you will become arrogant because you are beautiful. And educated people will be arrogant 
Because they have education. The rich people would speak very arrogantly because they have money. And if we are arrogant, it should be that there's some capital or that's something that uh, allows us to become arrogant. And so may the Lord help us. Please remember that everything that we have in our lives, whether it be your abilities, or whether it be your knowledge, whether it be your money, or your children, all these are given to you by God. And before God, we are just having nothing. And so in the Bible, it reminds us about one thing. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And uh, may the Lord help us remember this. And this is something that's written in the Bible. The Lord Jesus one time went to a feast. Suddenly he saw that the guests pick the places of honor at the table. And the Lord Jesus is indeed the best teacher in the world. And as parents, I will teach you one thing. If you are teaching your children, it shouldn't be that you ask them to come sit down and speak to dad. Yes, you can do it. Yes, yes. you can do that. But I guarantee you, that the effect, the effect will not be great. But you will have to look for the golden opportunity. You should not force a moment wherein you can teach your child. But when something happens, you have to take that opportunity to teach him. And that will be easily absorbed by your child. But if you insist and before he comes, he will already have with him a shield. Bring with him a shield. You will, uh, you're uh, scolding me. He will be very defensive. And you will see how great the Lord Jesus was. When he saw that the people were picking the places of honor, he asked the disciples to come. And he said, when someone invites you, do not take the place of honor. Why? Because it is possible that someone more distinguished than you may have been invited. And then the host will come to you sorry, uh, and say, Sorry, this seat is not yours. May you transfer to another seat. And that is very humiliating. On the contrary, if you are, uh, if you take the least important oh, seat, and then the, the host comes and sees you, you shouldn't sit here. And I say it's okay, it's fine. No, no, you shouldn't sit there. And then everyone would see it. Okay, okay. <laughs> you will move to a better seat. And the moment that you sit down, <laughs> this is just an example, then you will receive the glory. And you will see how the Lord Jesus was so brilliant in teaching okay, us. And so may the Lord teach us. <laughs> and uh, Haman did not know about this. He thought that he was the most glorious person. And he immediately told the king, if you look at verses 7 to 9, so 
So he answered the king, For the man the king delights to honor, have them bring a royal robe and a robe the king has worn and a horse the king has ridden, one with a royal crest placed on its head. Then let the robe and horse be entrusted to one of the king's most noble princes. Let them robe the man the king delights to honor and lead him on the horse through the city streets, proclaiming before him, this is what is done for the man the king delights to honor. And Haman did not ask for gold, silver, or precious stones. And Haman did not ask for any position. Because he was already the highest aside from the king. And for him, he did not need anything anymore. But then he thought of one thing. He wanted to try it out. To enjoy the glory of the king. And he said, King, let's do this. Allow this person to wear your robe. And your, uh, the horse that you are riding, allow this person to ride it. And ask a person to proclaim before him that this is how the man the king delights to honor is treated. Because he thought that it was him. And he wanted to try it out to enjoy the glory of the king. And Haman, he already had everything. He had the authority. He had the position. And he had the wealth. He had children. And he only did not have one thing. He did not have humility. He had everything. But then unexpectedly, what the king was thinking of was Mordecai. Because five years ago, uh, the king was saved by Mordecai. And this time, this misunderstanding, Haman was humbled from a very high place. Because uh, he was uh, pulling Mordecai on a horse. And Mordecai? Mordecai was exalted from being from, uh, from a low position. And the entire circumstance changed. And if you look at verse 10, go at once, the king commanded Haman, get the robe and the horse and do just as you have suggested for Mordecai the Jew, who sits at the king's gate. Do not neglect anything you have recommended. He did not expect it. He was asked to do according to what he suggested. But it is not for you. For who? It is for Mordecai the Jew. And if you look at verse 11, so Haman got the robe and the horse. He rode Mordecai and led him on horseback through the city streets, proclaiming before him, this is what is done for the man the king delights to honor. Imagine, oh, this is Haman. Huh? And imagine if you are Haman. And what kind of feelings will you have? It's, it's as though you fell from heaven to hell. Isn't it, so? it wasn't me, it turns out. And he thought that he would be winning the first prize, but he did not win. And he had to proclaim that this is the king, uh, this is the man that the king delights to honor, Mordecai. But he did not have any words to speak because this was something that he himself recommended these things. And in the Bible it says, after this, you, you, 
Haman hey rushed home with his face covered in grief. And he was so humiliated. But then the story did not end there. When he went home, if you look at verse 13, he told Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends everything that had happened to him. His advisors and his wife Zeresh said to him, Since Mordecai, before whom your downfall has started, is of Jewish origin, you cannot stand against him. You will surely come to ruin. And do you find this strange? When he went home, when he was discussing with his wife and his friends and his advisors, was that these people had a very special response. They said that since Mordecai is of Jewish origin, you cannot stand against him. What happened? And what happened? If you remember chapter 5, when he said that I really hate Mordecai, everyone already knew that Mordecai is a Jew. Because December 13, all the Jews will already be annihilated. And so his friends and his uh, advisors and his wife had a very good advice. You have to build a 23-meter gallows and hang Mordecai there. This is chapter 5 advice. And this is the advice in chapter 5. And chapter six, one then, in chapter 6, you see a drastic change. It's of Jewish origin, and so you will definitely not be able to stand against it. It seems like God changed the words of everyone. And uh, through their mouths or through their lips, they were able to speak of God's will. And this is such a uh, very amazing thing. All the words that we speak, sometimes you don't understand it. Why is it that I spoke these words? It's possible that these are wise words, words of wisdom, or sometimes these are words that are foolish. And I also wonder why I spoke these words. But you have to believe that God can control every word that comes out from our lips. Exodus chapter 3, in Exodus chapter 3, God called Moses to go. Moses, and Moses had a lot of excuses saying that I cannot. But in chapter 4, there was one statement. Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. And then he said, I have never been eloquent. I have never been eloquent. Oh, yeah. It is not true. In the Bible, it was recorded. Moses was powerful in speech and action. And he said, I cannot. I was already in the wilderness for 40 years. I, cannot, I do not know how to speak anymore. It was for 40 years. I did not meet with people. I only talked with sheep. And all that we said were meh, meh. And there was no air conditioning system. And the Lord Jesus, and God said, the Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? God said, 
And who makes pe- who makes men deaf? Or mute? Who makes who makes them uh, blind? And who makes them see? It is I. So and so dear church. Let us believe in this. That God has control over all things. And God told the disciples. If one day if you are arrested because of me you should not worry what to say or how you will defend yourself because you will be given what to say I do not know if you have this kind of experience that suddenly you utter some words and then you wonder, are these words that came from me? When I was in Hong Kong, at that time I was having, uh, I was studying theology and I was talking to some other students. I do not know how we were discussing but it got to a point that we were discussing about being late. That in the church there are many people who come late. And then suddenly there was someone who asked me a question. Jeremiah, do you come late? You know, I suddenly responded. And after that, I was thinking, how did I respond that way? Imagine if I said yes, then it's a shame. But everyone says, uh, but if I say yes, it is such a shame that I am late. If I say no, I do not come late. But then if suddenly I come late, and so I responded, I said I will try my best not to be late. I do not know why I answered this way. And then I saw this person nodding his head. He said that you are a very wise person. But as for me, I really do not understand why I spoke these words. And then after some days, years, and do you believe? Uh, everything is under the control of God. If we speak wrong words, in Cantonese, there is a saying. There is a saying. There is the good and the bad. Even if it's wrong, there's something good in it. There was one time. My whole family. I forgot if it was December or Holy Week, but we went for an outing. Wow, and this place, the food was great. The accommodation was great. The environment or the view or was great. The scene. And the price was good as well. And when we went there, my three children admired their mother. They said that, Mother, you have chosen a lot of places before, but this time this is the best. And the mother was very happy. I am very good. But then when we were about to pay, it turns out that the mother read the price wrongly. We had to add uh, some money. 
But then, the children until today say the same words. They said that the place that he went to is very beautiful. And it's good that he saw, she saw the price wrongly. And that is what we mean when, that, uh, when we say that there's a good and the bad. And life is as such. Even to make a mistake, okay? And so sometimes you make a mistake, but you believe for as long as you are right before God and you do not have the heart to harm people, then God will take control of this matter. Esther chapter 5 and 6. And Esther chapters 5 and 6. Talks about God's providence. And an invisible God. Using his invisible hands. To protect his people. And these four things, these are very simple things. A banquet, a sleepless night, a misunderstanding are things that happen in our daily lives. But then it turned around the entire crisis. And in chapter 6, there are many coincidences. King, the king's coincidental insomnia. The king's coincidental reading about Mordecai saving him. And when the king wanted some opinion, Haman came out. And it turns out that everything seems to be a coincidence. But may the Lord help us in your life and my life, whether it be big things or small things, all things are in the hands of God. And so may the Lord help us when we encounter problems, the first thing is not to grumble. You should not keep complaining or putting the blame on others. But you have to believe one thing. That people may commit mistakes, but God can never commit mistakes. You know, you have no. It is God's amazing hands in our lives. May God bless his words. Let's pray. We thank you, God. In chapters 5 and 6, you allowed us to uh, ponder upon your providence in these two chapters in the Bible. We will uh, continue to obey God's leading. Sometimes we do not understand. But for as long as we use simple faith in following our God, we believe that God, you will work, your work will continue in our church. Sometimes you cannot see all the details thoroughly, but then we believe that everything is in your hands. May it be that we will have the simple faith to believe in our God so that we will experience your wonders and your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord. And these we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.